Radio Pulpit, 657 AM, your daily companion. Together with Tim Khan, that one. Uh, right here on 657 AM, indeed, we are joined this afternoon on 657 AM. Uh, we will be getting into the word of the Lord uh, on Radio Pulpit on a Thursday afternoon. Uh, we'll just be sharing the word of of the Lord, courtesy of Dr. Julius Mangot Mbu. Uh, this afternoon, we get straight into the Word of God uh, with him. Dr. Julius, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Paul. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Happy to hear your voice this new year. And <laughs> it's a pleasure and a blessing also to be in the studio. Amen and amen. Always a pleasure, Amoruti. Always a pleasure. Let's get straight into the wonderful Word of God that you've prepared for us. Joy in the Holy Ghost. Yes, yeah, quite an interesting topic, you know, because I think God gave us a word for the year and uh, the word is rejoice in the Lord. And I say again, rejoice, which comes from the book of Philippians chapter 4 and verse 4. In fact, if you read the end, IV, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I say again, rejoice. But if you read the NLT, the New Living Translation, it says, Always be full of joy in the Lord. <laughs> always be full of joy in the Lord. I say again, rejoice. And so we, we, we had mentioned some time ago, and we highlight again just to reiterate, you know, the word rejoice, joy, or joyful, they are from the same source, you know. The word joy, rejoice or joyful they come from the same greek source and the word joy 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 joyful and rejoice appears 430 times in the bible 430 times in the bible while the word happiness or happy is mentioned 10 times in the bible depending on the translation so what am i saying the reality about it is that joy is different from happiness happiness are defined by the externalities of your life you know the means that you have the items the material possessions that you have this might give you some degree of happiness but they wouldn't give you joy because joy is from the within it's inside of you so let me give another definition happiness comes because of the natural circumstances but joy is supernatural joy comes from god from the holy spirit and so you can imagine if the bible has 430 times reminding us to live joyful enjoy or to rejoice and i want to believe just like the children of israel lived in egypt you know for 430 years i believe each year came with the word rejoice rejoice even in the midst of that perilous slavery situation you're going through rejoice and i've come to tell somebody even this year choose to rejoice i mentioned i mentioned three c's which you might want to write three c's which characterizes uh rejoicing this year number one write it down the first is rejoicing is a choice rejoicing is a choice stephen j cole said the choice to rejoice often 
must go deliberately against how we feel. I repeat it again. The choice to rejoice often must go deliberately against how we feel. So the joy of the Lord is countercurrent to the circumstances that you're going through. I don't know if somebody's getting me. It means even in the midst of your challenges, you must have the attitude, you must have the intentionality, the choice, which is a key word here, to rejoice in the Lord. Number two, we, we said the rejoicing is also a character trait. Rejoicing is also a character trait. When we talk about a character trait, we mean you have to cultivate the attitude of rejoicing. You have to de develop the attitude of rejoicing, you know, because it needs to be cultivated. If you read Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22, you'll realize that we're talking about the fruit of the Spirit. And when you're talking about the fruit of the Spirit, one of the fruit of the Spirit is what? Is joy. <laughs> it's joy. And when we talk about the fruit of the Spirit, you cultivate the fruit of the Spirit, you know, you cultivate the fruit of the Spirit, and there are circumstances that might warrant us to cultivate the fruit of, of, of the, the, the Spirit. And number one, I think definitely, I'm just browsing through this, you have to be in a place of prayer so as to cultivate the fruit of joy. You have to be around the Word of God to cultivate the fruit of joy. And I think we'll talk on this more in our, our subsequent programs you have to trust god in trusting god you cultivate the fruit of joy and definitely when you pass through difficult circumstances some people don't want to understand that trials difficult circumstances also increase your joy you know if you read and um, james chapter 1 and verse 2 and 3 it says count it all joy my brethren when you pass through different trials count it all joy when you go through different kinds of trials if you read again romans chapter 5 even romans chapter 5 from verse 3 4 5 it says you rejoice in your suffering because that's rejoicing produces endurance or perseverance and perseverance produces character and character produces hope and the bible says hope does not disappoint so the first thing we mentioned is that rejoicing is a choice and the second thing we said rejoicing is a character trait but the third thing we mentioned is that rejoicing is a command because if you read that Ephesians that, that Philippians I want to say Philippians chapter 4 verse 4 it says rejoice in the Lord then I say rejoice it's a command it's a command that despite the circumstances that might surround us we should have an attitude to rejoice because we rejoice victoriously it means in the midst of the trials keep on rejoicing because the end result is victory i'm talking to somebody i don't know you might be thinking that your circumstances yeah. are so big that you will not be able to rejoice but i've come with good news to tell you that in rejoicing just like paul and silas in acts chapter 16 they they were falsely accused they were put in jail their legs were in the stock chains upon their legs but the bible says at midnight come on i'm talking to somebody at midnight hour at the midnight hour they chose to do something they chose to praise god and they chose to pray 
way. You know, for I said it earlier that there are two words which will characterize our lives as Christians this year in rejoicing. And those two P's will be praise and prayer. In this year, 2024, God is going to put you in the space of praise and prayer. You're going to seek his face in prayer, but you're also going to seek his face in testimony and in praise. And that's what happened when Paul and Silas, in the midst of that reality and contextually, uh, Philippians is written when Paul is in jail. Paul is in jail, but he doesn't allow the circumstance of his jail to overwhelm him. But he can pen down these words to still tell us to rejoice even in the midst of those circumstances. The Greek word Paul used for joy in Galatians uh, chapter 5, 22 is kara. Kara Kara means calm delight, gladness, to be joyful. Uh, Kara comes from the Greek word kairo, which means cheerfulness to rejoice or to be glad. If you read Psalm 43, verse 4, Psalm 43, verse 4 from NLT, it says, There I will go to the altar of God, to God, the source of all my joy. I will praise you with my harp, O God, my God. So God is a source of all our joy. I must make that from the very commencement of our conversation today that, look, joy does not come from alcohol. (laughs) Joy does not come from whatever drugs, whatever substances out there. Please, joy does not come even from your bank account. Joy does not come from all these things. Joy comes from the Lord. Pure joy, the Bible says. Pure joy comes from the Lord, from Jesus, from knowing Him. And that's why I I, I want to say from the the very commencement of our our sharing today, we're looking very closely at the Word of God. And the, the Word of God says in Romans, Romans chapter 14, 17 to 18, it says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. If you read other translations, I think it should be a King James. It says joy in the Holy Ghost. Because, verse 18, because anyone who serves Christ in this way, in this way, is pleasing to God and receives human approval. So our investigation today and our interrogation is what makes you know, our life pleasing to God? What causes our lives to be pleasing to God and we are approved or received by men? The Bible gives us a clue. It says, if ever we live in righteousness, in peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. But you know, Paul, it the Apostle Paul starts by explaining that the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is not a matter. And we must understand what is the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is Christ's reign here on earth in the lives of people. And we must also realize that the kingdom of God has its very key threefold identity, which the Apostle Paul highlights here. And most of us read through this passage. We can sing also. I think you can remember and put the Ron Kenoli song, Righteousness, Peace, 
and joy in the Holy Ghost. You know, a lot of us, we've, we've really memorized that song. We have it so much imbibed in us, but the reality is that you might not know the context of that very song. So, Romans chapter 14, Apostle Paul contextually is addressing, you know, the dispute in the church. And people are minoring on the major and majoring on the minor. Uh, they are discussing on petty and trivial issues, you know, uh, about food, about eating, about drinking. And I'm telling you, Paul, this, this might just be a little bit of a glance of what is happening in our churches today. You know, we still have these small discussions in our churches. Should women put on pants, you know, should somebody put on head scarf? We have a lot of debates in church which are not material to the salvation of many people. You know, we, 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 we happen to, to measure on the minor and we fight over this small issue. So let me give you two principles today which might help you. Because in Christendom, there's what we call the essentials of our faith and the non-essentials. The non-essentials of our faith are things that we, we definitely, time and again, might not get to a unanimity of decision. You know, and one of them might just be, look, should women preach on Sunday? We still have some nuances in this where people are still, denominations are still arguing. But does that change the salvation story of somebody who wants to know the Lord Jesus? Should we be arguing on this small thing? That's what the Apostle Paul is addressing, even in this context. And another debate might be, should women put on trousers when they are coming to church or they should just dress Holy sister with a, with a gown and everything. Those are the trivialities that we still have in church. Should women put on headscarf when you are in church? You know, and all of that. Dress codes and everything which characterizes people coming to church. Look, the church has delayed so much in this minor issue. So let me give you a principle which definitely can give us a way forward in this debate. Number one, on the non-essential issues of our faith, the trivialities of our faith, which does not immediately have consequence on salvation, we should have what I call love. Love should animate, govern the non-essential components. You know, we still have debates in church. No, the King James Version is the best Bible to use. The NIV is not the best Bible. You have those debates in church. Those are trivialities and souls are perishing out there. So in this area, if a brother brings in a good news version, if somebody brings in an NIV version, Please don't condemn them. Love them. You understand? Love them. Love should prevail in the non-essentials. It means non-essentials means those are points which we can differ with one another in church. And it definitely should not be imposed so much as a rule, but it will differ. You understand? It will differ with one person or the other. So in non-essentials of our faith, we should have love. Love should govern. But in the essentials of our faith, write this down, on the essentials of our faith. And what are the essentials? Number one, Jesus Christ was incarnate. He came here on earth. He was born of the Virgin Mary. And if you don't agree with me that Jesus Christ came and he was born by the Virgin Mary, he came through a virgin birth, then I have a big problem because those are essentials of our faith. Jesus lived a perfect life here on earth 
fully human and fully God, 100% human, 100% God. If you don't agree with me on that, then I have a big problem because those are the essentials of our faith. Jesus died for our sins on the cross of Calvary. That's an essential of our faith. He was buried and on the third day he rose from the from the grave. That's an essential of our faith. And he ascended unto heaven. He's coming back. Those are the essentials. On essentials, write this down, there should be unity. On non-essentials, there should be what? There should be love. On the essentials, there must be unity. It means Paul, we, we can't trade, we can't bargain the essentials of our faith. We can't compromise. It means the church must be united on key areas where we must defend the very tenets of our faith. As I've mentioned here, one of them is that Jesus Christ came through the virgin birth. He lived a perfect life. He died for our sins. He was buried and on the third day. He rose from the grave and he ascended. He's coming back gloriously for his bride. These are issues we cannot negotiate. They are non-negotiable and the church must be united on the essentials of our faith on the non-essentials the trivialities which bible should we read should people put on this outfit to come to church those non-essentials there must be love i think i've made myself clear we must express love so that's what the apostle paul was was seeing in the church and people were arguing around food and he said look the kingdom of god is not about it's not a matter of eating and drinking I've come in your midst and all what I'm hearing is about the eating and the drinking. Let me tell you what the kingdom of God is all about. The kingdom of God is all about, number one, write it, righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. You know, I might not be able to sing as good as you you do, but, <laughs> <laughs> but at least I'm getting there. So righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit are the three components which characterizes the kingdom of God. And that's why the Bible says in Matthew 6, 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all other things shall be added unto you. So let me, let me start this. My point of departure is that you can't experience joy in the Holy Ghost if you are not a part of the kingdom. That's why he says, these are things which pertains to the kingdom. So I've come to invite somebody, please, if you've not given your life to Jesus Christ this year, 2024, the greatest gift, commitment, commitment you can make before the Lord is for you to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Surrender your life. Give him your life. Say, Father, I've sinned against you. Please forgive me of my sin. I know you died for me on the cross of Calvary. Come into my life. Take control of my life. I know you died for me. You were buried on the third day. You rose from the grave. Oh Lord, I invite you to be the Lord of my life, to be the Savior of my life. If you sincerely, sincerely make that prayer out of conviction of your sin, then he will forgive you and come into your life. That qualifies you to become a citizen or a member of the kingdom. That's what the Bible says. Seek first the kingdom. Don't seek after money this year. Don't seek, seek after riches this year. Seek after God. Seek after his kingdom. Seek after Jesus. Give your life to Jesus. And so it's very important for us to have that as a point of departure. And so let's get back to these three points. When you are in the kingdom, there are three things which people want to see in your life. 
which will be accepted by God and approved by men. Listen to this. That's what the Bible says very, very clearly from the passage that we've read, especially verse 18. Because anyone who serves Christ in these ways, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, if you serve Christ with these three components, we are told, because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God, number one, you will please God. Number two, you will receive human approval. So there are three things, Paul, we must submit today which identifies who is a kingdom Christian. A kingdom Christian is known by three key components. Write this down. Number one, righteousness. Righteousness, please write, righteousness is a pursuit of holiness. Righteousness is not something of our own. Righteousness is imputed to us even through our salvation, through our justification. When you come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, Romans chapter 5, you are justified. The word justification means just as if you never seen. Just, just as if you never seen. It's a positional situation. God justifies you. God removes you from a position of guilty and puts you into a position of not guilty even through the finished work of Jesus Christ. So righteousness is imputed into us through the finished work of Jesus, through justification. Inviting him to your life, you receive righteousness. But in that righteousness, we have to pursue holiness. So righteousness is a pursuit of holiness. A Christian must long to live a holy life. This year, how can the world know that you are different from them is living a holy life. Is going after holiness because the Bible says, Be holy as I, the Lord your God, am holy. So, this is a message, Paul, which is hardly preached in churches now. You know, holiness is one of the very seldomly preached messages in church. Everybody wants prosperity, everybody wants to claim and name and hand one the wealth and the health gospel, but we don't know that it comes at the price also of holiness. I don't know if I'm, I'm communicating today it comes at the price of holiness so if you want to distinguish yourself as a christian this year make sure you pursue holiness you pursue holiness your heart must long to live a holy life a life that pleases god the father you must long to live a holy life so righteousness is a pursuit of holiness i'm giving you three h's today so the next is peace write this down if righteousness is a pursuit of h number one holiness peace is a pursuit of harmony is a peace or is a pursuit of harmony romans chapter 12 and verse 16 romans 12 and verse 16 the Bible says, inasmuch as you, it depends on you, live at peace with all men. How do we know that you are a Christian if you are a peacemaker? The Bible says, blessed are the peacemakers. For what? For they shall be called sons of God. So how do they know that you are a son of God? If you are a peacemaker. That's why God has given us what the ministry of reconciliation. We're reconciling people back to God and to one another. So, P 
peace should be your pursuit. You are pursuing harmony. The word harmony means unity. Where you go in an environment where people are divided. When you get into an environment where people are under tension, they can't talk to one another. You are a peace ambassador because you have inside of you the Prince of Peace. In that environment of war, in that environment of tension, you have to bring harmony. You have to bring peace. So peace is a pursuit of unity. Peace is a pursuit of harmony. Take note. Number one, righteousness is a pursuit of holiness. Number two, peace is a pursuit of harmony. Let me close. Then the last one, joy in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> you know, for I must reiterate that joy cannot be found but in the Holy Ghost. Because again, is a fruit of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who stirs joy inside of you. So joy in the Holy Spirit is a pursuit of what is a pursuit of hope. Righteousness is a pursuit of H, holiness. Number two, peace is a pursuit of harmony. Number three, joy in the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit is a pursuit of hope. It's a pursuit of hope. As the Bible says, is a pursuit of hope because even in the midst of our trials, even in the midst of our trials, you know, the Bible says rejoice in your suffering because this suffering produces perseverance and perseverance produces character and character produces hope and hope does not disappoint. So I'm inviting somebody even this year, rejoice. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Joy in the Holy Spirit comes by virtue of you first living in the kingdom, giving your life and becoming a citizen of the kingdom. Number two, this number uh, two, these are the things that you will experience if ever you are a citizen of the kingdom. Number one, righteousness should be your delight. Holiness should be your delight. Righteousness has been imputed inside of you by Christ Jesus. Then you must long for, you must go for holiness. Number two, you must go for peace. You must pursue peace, unity, harmony with people. More and more, be a peacemaker and a peace bringer. Number three, you must live in the joy of the Holy Spirit. Because the joy of the Holy Spirit gives us hope. Not only hope in this life, but in the life to come. Let me pray for somebody. Let me pray for somebody as you, you, you're going through a very tough time. You're going through a very rough, rough patch in your life at this point in time. I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to seek God's holiness. Father, I pray for many people who are struggling with their Christian life. I just pray, oh God, that this year they will desire to live a holy life, a life that will please you. But I pray that they will also be peacemakers. Peacemakers in the sense that they will bring people unto you. They will, the greatest rejoicing you say in your word in Luke 15 verse 7, Luke 15 verse 7, you say, Greater joy will be in heaven when one sinner repents. Father, I pray that your church will go out this very year, 2024, and look for souls, win souls for Jesus that people might be reconciled to the Father. I pray that we will not leave this to pastors. We will not leave this to leaders in church, but each and every one of us, we will go out for a soul, to win a soul for Jesus even this year, so that heaven might rejoice over one person who repents. But above everything, we pray for the joy in the Holy Spirit. 
that as we go through trials of this year, that Father, may we still have hope. We know you are building our character through the trials and the challenges that we are going through. And from this character, hope is instilled in us. And that hope does not disappoint because you always have a reward for those who look up to you and those who endure. Strengthen your people this year and instilling them the joy of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you so much, Dr. Julius Magotumbu. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, Cookie also saying thank you, Pastor. What a blessing. Cookie Stephen saying thank you. She even posted some of her notes. She's been making notes the entire time, very detailed um, notes that she's sending, choice, character, the three C's, and that you're talking about. She's got all of them written down. (laughs) Thank you so much, Uh, Cookie. We appreciate it. Pastor, thank you so much uh, for your time and your contribution. How do we get a hold of you on social media or any other platform? Okay, on WhatsApp, I'm on the number 067-154-0694. I repeat, on WhatsApp, 067-154-0694. On Instagram and Facebook, you can get me on the ID, Julio Mengard. God bless you. Lovely. God bless you too, Pastor. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We truly, um, truly, truly appreciate your time and, of course, your contribution. Cookie, thank you so much for being an amazing student of the Word of God, writing notes, um, such a detailed uh, note. Uh, it's really, really just refreshing, really, right? And it's important, my Pastor. Our church was actually saying that, um, you know, when the word is preached, have a notebook, write down in your own time, sit down and go through the word. Uh, and, and, and I mean, it helps every time. How many, we have a lot of contributors that come on air that share the, the word of God. Write these things down. Uh, when you have devotional, you're just reading the word, uh, be it before, in the morning, before you go to bed or in the morning, you go through some of the scriptures. It, it's such a... A good way as well of studying the Word of God. We are here 24 hours a day with the message of hope, faith and love on 657 AM. Do you need prayer? WhatsApp your name and your prayer request to 082-657-2729 and our care center will gladly contact you to pray for you. Masim to me is a hot on the go 5 o'clock XN in I and Sia tandaza, sia tumisa, sikia ilizwi nobuni na kukrestu. Let's praise him. Kurejo pulpit, 657 AM. You and 657 AM and life, a winning team on the road to eternity.